and welcome to the Hungry for Truth podcast. I'm your host, Bridget Factor, a truth seeker, researcher, scientist, nutritionist, teacher, and truth teller. An awakening is coming. Get ready for it. Welcome back to the Hungry for Truth podcast. I'm so excited that you're listening today. Uh, This is going to be the first of a series of Ask Me Anything episodes, which I'm excited to do because I love to answer questions. I love to talk nutrition and health and all that kind of thing. So I'm happy to dig into this. Um, I've had a couple of conversations this week with some clients, some friends, and um, some really good questions were brought up. So I wanted to discuss those um, today. And they're around uh, weight. And one of those questions is, um, what happens if you can't lose weight? If you're doing all of the right things, um, you're eating well, you're tracking your food, you're working out, and you still, still can't seem to lose weight. Or The other scenario that came up was, what if you're doing all of the right things and you're losing weight, losing weight, doing great, and then all of a sudden your weight weight plateaus and no matter what you do, you can't lose weight anymore. So I thought these were really great questions that I could address today. So what happens if you're doing the eat right and exercise thing and you can't lose weight? What's going on? Um, and you've set the foundation with, with, with your food. So first I want to say that the foundation is what you're eating that has to be dialed in. Um, but what is going on beyond that? And it all comes down to hormones, 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 hormones. And you probably know this or suspect this, um, that hormones play a big role in how we gain and lose weight. It's not just about calories. I've touched that on that before in past episodes, but it's also about hormones. And I'm going to share some information with you that I have learned through my practice and through other practitioners and talk about the female hormone triad. This uh, term was coined by Dr. Jade Tata, who's a naturopathic doctor that specializes in female metabolism. So there is a triad of hormones that have to be balanced in order for your metabolism to work properly and for you to get the best benefits out of all of your exercise and dieting efforts, right? And so the, the, the base of this female hormone triad is cortisol and insulin, and I'll touch on those in just a minute. The, the second tier of this triad is thyroid and adrenal hormones, And the top tier of this triad is estrogen and progesterone. So we know that female hormones um, have an impact on whether we gain or lose weight. And and we see this play out as as women start to go through menopause, their body starts to change because their their estrogen levels are changing. Um, So that plays a role, but it's at the top tier. It's like the third priority, whereas the first priority in terms of hormones is cortisol and insulin. Um, And again, the foundation, what that pyramid is built on is what we're eating. So I just want to 
um, mention that as well. So let's talk about cortisol and insulin. And I want to start with insulin because I think this is a big driver for a lot of people in their weight struggles. And insulin is the fat storage hormone. So insulin's job is to take glucose out of the bloodstream and shuttle it into the cells so that our cells can use it to make energy. And then anything that we have left over gets converted and stored as as fat in our fat cells. So insulin is the key that opens the door to let the glucose into the cell. So we have to have insulin for proper blood sugar regulation. And insulin is produced by the pancreas in response to us eating carbohydrate. Um, Sometimes there's also a little bit of response in any time we eat, um, even in the presence of protein a little bit, but it's mainly produced in response to eating carbohydrate because its job, again, is to help keep the blood glucose levels balanced. Um, And and most people, most doctors do not test insulin, um, but insulin gives us a big clue into how well we are managing our blood glucose. And if we are coming up on what we call insulin resistance. So I'm going to talk about insulin resistance in a little bit because oftentimes insulin resistance is what is getting in the way of us being able to lose weight for a lot of people. Insulin Testing insulin isn't done conventionally. It's one of those functional lab tests that functional practitioners like myself like to run to see what's going on. Because this this scenario played out for me uh, with one of my clients um, where their fasting glucose was normal, their hemoglobin A1C was normal, they were still struggling to lose weight but their insulin was elevated. And had we not tested, we wouldn't have known that that was going on because there's not any outward symptoms of that, right? So there's no standardized value for for testing insulin. Normal is considered less than 25 microunits per milliliter. The functional range, the range that's your sweet spot you want to be in because that tells you everything's functioning properly, is two to eight microunits per milliliter. And if you're starting to see this become elevated, that is telling you that your insulin has happened to work harder, your pancreas is having to work harder to produce insulin to keep up with the amount of blood glucose that is circulating. And so this can start to set in if we're taking in too much glucose for what our body can handle and not burning enough of it also. So if we're taking in too much glucose than what our body can handle, and it's different for everybody and how they respond to this a little bit, but you'll see the insulin start to increase. Um, And so what happens is basically your pancreas has to put out uh, more insulin to keep up with this. And as your pancreas is putting out more insulin, the, the cells are Um, becoming more and more resistant to it. So insulin resistance is also called impaired insulin sensitivity. And insulin is the hormone that, again, shuttles glucose from the blood into the cells. And people with insulin resistance have a built-up tolerance to insulin, making the hormone less effective over time. 
Um, so you can think of it as uh, the, the the signal that uh, your pancreas is trying to put out is not being heard. So they put out a louder and louder signal, and the cells are like, "I'm I'm I'm full. I'm not listening. I'm not opening the door anymore." I talked a lot about this in episode 13 on how to reverse insulin resistance without medication. Um, so you can go back and check that out. Um, to get a little more detail, but higher insulin levels block the ability for your cells to release fat. So it's the fat storage hormone, not a fat releasing hormone. So if you have a high signal um, in your body to store, 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 it, it, anytime you go to try to do something to um, burn fat or release the fat, then your your body is going to listen to the store signal. It's not going to be able to hear the other signal. So that that is how insulin resistance can can get in the way. It's still being debated what exactly causes insulin resistance. Um, as with anything, there's a lot of debate and controversy about nutrition topics and that kind of thing. Um, some people can be genetically predisposed to developing insulin resistance. Being overweight or having continuous elevated blood glucose levels can contribute to it. Because again, if you have excess storage, your body doesn't want to store any more unless it absolutely has to. So then it you're increasing that signal to make it happen. Inflammation um, can also play a role. So if we are inflamed, then this can interfere with insulin signal signaling and lead to insulin resistance. And then insulin resistance can also feed inflammation in the body. So it becomes this cycle that continues to feed each other until it gets interrupted by either um, calming the inflammation, identifying the sources of inflammation and removing those, and also working on bringing that insulin levels back, back down. And, and hor other hormones can affect insulin's ability to work. Uh, cortisol can block insulin. Estrogen is supposed to help improve insulin sensitivity, so having balanced estrogen. But in excess, like in the case if you're taking birth control pill where you're getting and you've taken it for a long time and your body it has more uh, estrogen than it needs and it's or it's having a hard time detoxifying uh, the estrogen that you're taking in, this the excess can bind to the insulin receptors and induce an insulin resistance. Um, and I'll post a reference to that in the show notes for those that are curious about how that works. Insulin is a big piece of it. And, and a big piece of the insulin is also having balanced blood sugars. So I talk a lot about how to reverse insulin resistance in episode 13. I'll post a link to that as well to check that out and you can dig a little more. But that's just one piece to look at in the puzzle of trying to figure out why someone isn't losing weight. Um, the next hormone is cortisol. So cortisol is our stress hormone. And um, this is produced when uh, we are in a stress response. Basically, it's the hormone that it gets produced by our adrenal glands to help us escape danger. So what cortisol does is it helps, it signals the, the cells to release some glucose so that we can have enough energy to escape danger. So cortisol can cause an immediate increase in blood glucose levels because of, of 
its uh, effect on our cells like that. People that um, have blood sugar issues, and this has been my experience too, back when I used to have blood sugar issues and was monitoring my blood sugars regularly, anytime that I had a stressful situation, my blood sugars would go up, even if I haven't eaten any carbohydrates. So cortisol can definitely um, have an effect on blood sugar levels in that sense. And if we are always stressed and our cortisol is chronically elevated, this is also going to contribute to inflammation in the body. Initially, cortisol is, you know, in acute, small, infrequent amounts is anti-inflammatory. And so while it's initially protective and helpful, too much is too much. And so chronic cortisol production does contribute to inflammation in that way and therefore can affect insulin resistance in that way. But it also blocks fat burning directly by um, inducing insulin resistance when it's too much. So cortisol will block your ability to lose weight. So especially if you have weight around the midsection, that can be um, directly related to cortisol production, um, which is uh, your stress hormone. And balanced estrogen is, again, supposed to help us uh, be more sensitive to insulin and cortisol and create a balance to that. So these these hormones work together and influence each other, but there is a hierarchy in, in um, which ones have the most influence. So that's the 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 base. So once you have your balanced food plan in place where you're keeping your blood sugars balanced, the next thing to look at is insulin and cortisol and how those could be playing a role in your weight loss or weight gain. The next tier up is your thyroid and adrenal. And your thyroid hormone manages your metabolism. And I think a lot of people are familiar where if they feel tired or sluggish or start gaining weight, that they think it's their thyroid. And it could very well be. The thyroid helps to regulate your uh, metabolism or your basal metabolic rate, which is the basically the amount of energy your body uses at rest then it can go up or down based on other signals. And I talk more about that in my episodes about why diets don't work. So for instance, if you are on a diet and you're restricting your calories and calories are scarce for too long and it becomes a stress to the system, then some biological programming kicks in, causing your metabolism to slow down. So as not to, so you don't starve to death. So this is a protective mechanism of the body to protect you from starvation. So if you're, you're eating too low of calories, which I see a lot in women who are concerned about their weight, not eating enough, and yet they're still not losing weight. And this can be a big piece of that puzzle is the thyroid because it's trying to protect you by matching your food intake with your um, energy output. So it's it's trying to bring that into homeostasis so you don't starve. And and so let's say you this is the classic scenario where you've been on a diet program for a few months and then all of a sudden you stop losing weight. 
And so there are things that you can do to kind of kick up metabolism again. And I talk about that in my episodes of why diets don't work. So you can check those out. Understanding that thyroid is playing a role. And and so let's say you try to, uh, you know, up your exercise routine or switch out your exercise routine, um, get really dialed in in your diet, and you're also still not it's not, not losing weight. It could be a thyroid imbalance. Again, elevated estrogen can also hinder, hinder thyroid hormone effectiveness. So your estrogen balance could also be of influence here as well. Um, and so having your thyroid numbers tested and understanding what the functional ranges are with that, not just testing TSH, but also testing your free T3, your free T4, and your reverse T3 to see what that pattern is and working with a practitioner like myself who can understand what that pattern means and and know what nutritional supports to bring in to help bring balance back to that. So I'm just going to mention that there. Uh, adrenal hormones are also part of this. So thyroid and adrenal hormones often um, play together and influence each other. And so by adrenal hormones, I'm referring to the catecholamines, things like epinephrine and norepinephrine. Um, and these uh, hormones signal fat burning during exercise. So this is what gives you that endorphin rush when you're exercising and you feel good and you're in that fat burning zone. This, These are the hormones that are helping to initiate that process. However, everything needs to be in balance and these hormones need to be switched off during rest. So you don't want to have these catecholamines being produced all of the time. And, And again, they're produced as part of your stress response as well, along with cortisol. So if you're in chronic stress mode, if you don't ever relax after your exercise, if you're going to go from your exercise to rushing through the day, you could put yourself in a, in a chronic stress mode. And this is going to lead to increasing cortisol and also inhibit fat burning. So you want to just be aware of this and, and how that, how that plays out, because that could also uh, be playing a role. Think of, I'm thinking of people that do chronic cardio um, and aren't seeing results that they want. This is part of that hormonal triad that is at play here. And then at the very top tier of this triad are estrogen and progesterone, the female um, reproductive hormones. And estrogen is not just for reproduction. It is also a growth hormone and it's And balance is key here. You don't want too much and you don't want too little. You need a balanced estrogen for optimal metabolism. Too much estrogen can block thyroid and insulin, making it difficult to lose weight. Um, But also too little estrogen, like we see happen um, as women start to go through menopause and their estrogen drops, that can lead to gaining weight. But note that it doesn't have to be that way. There are things that you can do to support your hormonal balance to help 
help this process and help you ease through this process as well. And, and, but so this estrogen does play a role. Um, estrogen, you know, in the, in the cases of people that are on birth control or that have PCOS where their estrogen levels are high, this can be a big reason of why they can't lose weight is because this is the, the bigger blocking factor to that. And so just understanding that this is playing playing a role as well, but it's not playing the primary role. You want to make sure your other hormones are dialed in. And then progesterone, not forgetting about progesterone. I call progesterone the peacemaker. It helps to balance estrogen. And it it also helps us to be more calm. If if estrogen is if progesterone is out of balance, we become more reactive to stress, but also stress can cause a drop in progesterone and becoming a vicious cycle there as well. Um, so progesterone doesn't have a direct impact on fat burning, but it is part of the balancing process and helping to balance estrogen and to help us handle our stress better and that kind of thing. So understanding these levels, it can be a clue is to how things are working. There's a couple of different testing options I like to use to look at these. One of these is the Dutch test, which is a urine test looking at your adrenal hormones, your estrogen and progesterone metabolites. And then the other one is salivary testing because salivary testing is also going to tell you the, the free active form hormone levels as opposed to blood testing. Blood testing is telling you the bound hormone levels, um, which are not what uh, your tissues are directly using. So I prefer this, the salivary testing over that to see if that's going part of the problem as well. The key to, to this is understanding that if you get your hormones right, the calories will take care of themselves. And this is a quote from Dr. Jade Tata. So calories matter or your food intake does matter, but your, if your hormones can also play a role in this and even more so than what you're eating. Cause I've seen um, cases where people aren't eating enough and can't lose weight. And I've seen um, cases where people are doing everything right and their hormones are out of balance and they can't lose weight. So th- it does play a role. And, and so if, again, I talked about this some more in my episodes nine and 10 about why diets weren't, don't work, um, going beyond thermodynamics and talking about some things to look at instead. So I hope this, uh, information was helpful and that you got some tidbits that you can see if they fit for you and help you on your health journey. Um, If you have questions you would like me to answer on the podcast, I would love to hear what those are and you can submit those to me. I will post a link to be able to submit those to me in the show notes. Because again, I'd love to hear what you're interested in, what you'd like me to talk about, what you need help with. Um, that kind of thing. If you're interested in working with me, if this piqued your interest and you want to know what kind of services I have, I would love to set up a phone call with you and I'll um, post a link to that as well. So I thank you so much for listening. And if you benefited from this, please share this episode with a friend. Help me get this information out there so that it can be a 
of benefit to other people. All right. Thank you for listening. Until next time, grace and peace to you.